Hello there ladies and gentlemen and welcome to another episode of CookieCast. Today on CookieCast, it's the football podcast. With a twist. We've lost a man. We're a man down. Ten men. No, two men. Wait. Somebody's missing. Something like that anyway. Yeah, that's right. Just me and Paul for this one. Uh, Mr. Panas had issues. Uh... If you're watching us on YouTube, then uh, if you're not subscribed, do subscribe. If you are subscribed, high five. Well done. Nice work. Thank you. So here we go. This is Cookie Cast. You can't see the forest for the teas. Right, tighty, here we go. As anybody who looked at the title will know, uh, this is this is the football podcast. As can be seen by uh, not only the host of the football podcast, but the... Co- if I do this... It, no, other side. Yeah, that's the one. There you go. Look at that bad boy. Yes, uh, Peter Panyas has decided to, uh, I don't know, call in sick, whatever you want to call it. He's had an attack. He's, some, something like, I think something must have eaten through his, uh, his Ethernet cable. His, uh, his LAN party's uh, been uh, knocked on the head. It's because earlier today he saw that apparently World of Warcraft is the best it's ever been. And he was like, <laughs> just... Uh, just gonna, just gonna scratch that itch, and since then he's like, he's, he's going for D- D- DPS. Don't know. It is the football podcast, as you can see, me and the glamorous Mr. Paul Williams here, as always. Um, it, it's probably going to be a quieter one this week. Uh, I believe we literally, literally just had a uh, development in the bets. Um, well, well Andrew, as we're recording this, I mean, obviously, we've done we've done a lot of visual based trickery, if you will, for the first opening few moments of the podcast. But for those audio subscribers. Obviously, they uh, they won't really know what what's going on because obviously we've just pointed. At stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. Look so at look at me on an audio podcast. So for those uh, okay. audio uh, beautiful people out there, welcome along to another episode of You Cats of the Forest for the Teas. Um, however, you won't. N- n- neither will you be able to see the forest. You won't be able to hear the forest. Uh, as uh, as we discussed, Mister Palace has, uh, has suffered an attack of uh, epic proportions, and he's uh, he's lost his internet, which is uh, a bit of a nightmare when you're trying to record something over the internet. In these trying times, I do find the thing that has been affected absolutely is uh, people's internet speeds. They're all over the shop. Um, 
my my internet's very much like uh, I'm I'm there. It just doesn't doesn't seem like I'm there. It's like cool. That's exactly what I want from my internet. Um, so let's get cracking. Uh, none of this uh, pamas dilly dallying. None of that nonsense. Let's get straight on it. Uh, this week in football. Um. deal I can think off the top of my head really mainly I mean a quiet one it has been a quiet one really I mean it's it's, it's a, obviously when you, when you go from weekend to Saturday Tuesday Saturday Tuesday football it's uh, stuff sort of ends up like getting bunched in together and, and things like that so you know a great deal has happened for me personally this week but um there's, there was stuff covered on the uh, Sky Sports broadcast on Monday by both Gary Neville and Jamie Carragher talking about this project, Big Picture. Uh, this is the thing we discussed within the last couple of weeks where they want to reduce the number of Premier League clubs down to 18. Yeah. They want to get rid of the League Cup. They want to get rid of the Community Shield. Um, they want to have more power and say so for the top six or the, the six longest established Premier League clubs there's all these sorts of different things going on about it and Gary Neville just came out on Sky and was like obviously it's been uh, it's been rejected by the majority of the clubs um, and probably for good reason because um, the, the last thing that football needs is like a self-governing body where the people running the show um are the people who have got a vested interest. So if you put the power into the hands of clubs like Man United, Man City, Liverpool, Chelsea, Arsenal, Everton, Spurs, they're obviously going to look out for themselves first and foremost. And then what happens further down the pyramid might not be of their concern so much. So... Um, there was, I can't remember who it was that said it, but there was something along the lines of a suggestion that football could do with having an external body, I suppose, running the, running the thing. So rather than have the FA, you would just have a completely independent committee that has no agenda. They basically see... Um, I would, I would imagine you basically would have a football pool of money, so to speak, and then that gets distributed to the clubs across the pyramid in a fairer way, or they need to come up with something where um, more of the money goes to the clubs lower down the scale that need the money more. Mm -hmm. um, which, again, is all good points. It's... it's it's a bit of a strange one because you're never going to get a solution that suits all parties and you're never going to get... Not. Um, <clears throat> it's the whole turkeys voting for Christmas scenario mm. all over again, really, because um, people are always going to vote for what they're going to get the best return out of. So it's a tricky one and... I think I think everyone across the board would agree that changes need to be made because 
I mean, what, 18 months ago we were discussing the podcast and it was the fact it was about the time that Berry had gone out, gone yeah. into administration and gone bust. Um, and ever since then it's just sort of gone from scenario to scenario where other clubs have either gone close to going under or some clubs have actually gone under. Macclesfield is one that they got relegated because of the fact that they'd gone into administration so they lost points. They got relegated down to the National League. They've since gone out of business because they couldn't come up with, or they couldn't prove that they had enough funds to, to complete the season. So they were uh, they were removed from the National League. Um, it's obviously, it's a bad financial climate for, for a lot of lower league clubs as it is anyway. Yeah. And given what's going on with the current climate and fans not being allowed into grounds is having a huge knock-on effect the further down you go because there's a lot of clubs that, that sort of live hand-to-mouth mm. with those gate receipts. Each each week or each every other weekend when they've got fans coming in, it's it's how they pay their their players, it's how they pay their bills, it's it's how they pay to keep the like the electricity on in the stadium. It's it's basically how they pay for everything. So there's things need to be done. It's just how you're going to get to that particular solution where the right thing gets done for the right people. I mean, is that thing like when you were saying like distribute the money more fairly, give more money to the lower down teams? Surely that makes it more interesting. Give those give those teams the opportunity to make something of themselves. Make it make it a bit more of yeah, a I mean, fair playing field. Obviously, you're never going to get. You're never going to get a situation like you would in. Obviously, we do the NFL podcast. Yeah. Um, obviously, that's that's a completely different situation because you don't have. If if there was a situation where there were ninety two American football teams, and they had a system where it was a case of not all of the teams play at the same elite level, and some of them. So, say for example, the. What was that made? the Detroit Lions had a particularly poor season and got relegated into the NFL 2 or whatever it was, if they restructured it, then they, then they would obviously have to run it a bit different. But because it's a closed shop in that there's only 32 teams, they all play in the same league, they all play to the same rules, under the same salary cap system, things like that. There's been talk of introducing a salary cap at League One and, and below. That would have a control over spending. It's not the worst idea I've ever read, but you're always going to have teams that are going to find ways to get around those rules and things mm. like that. Creative accounting will always exist. Um, but if they, the, the thing I was going to say about the NFL was their their system, the the draft system that they use, is there. So that in theory, teams that are bad don't stay bad forever. Yep. It goes in a cycle. So if you're bad for, say, three, four, five seasons at a time, the idea is that if you have the right people in place to select the players for the future, your team will gradually get better. And over time, we'll get to the point where they can actually be competitive. 
and it and it drives that cyclical nature and makes it so that the league stays competitive. Yeah. Now, you're never going to have that in football. I understand that because um, players don't move for no money. They obviously move for huge transfer fees. The biggest clubs obviously can afford to pay the biggest transfer fees. So you're never going to uh, you're never going to remove that element of the game. But if they could make slight changes, where the, the clubs lower down the levels get more of a leg up to then get to the next level. The problem is is that the higher up the divisions you go, the more money there is available. So clubs are obviously overspending to try and get up the divisions and that's where they're falling foul of it because they're overspending past they're spending past their means, not able to pay their bills, and then obviously they're going into administration because they can't pay their bills and then they're getting exp- and they're getting expunged from the league. So yeah. it's a it's it is a it's a Robin Peter to pay Paul sort of thing. It's a vicious cycle and it'll I think people have been saying for the past ten years that the way that the, the transfer market, especially, is going, it's not sustainable, and it will eventually just collapse in on itself because there's too much. The transfer fees are just astronomical. Like there was, I can't remember who it was, but there was there was a player who was sold to a League One club a couple of seasons ago for like five million pounds, and that's just that's astronomical. I mean, it's, it's not a sustainable model, but who knows? I think I think the message across the board is something needs to change what that something is i mean all of that sounds that sounds like there is a lot of ideas there i think it all does center around giving the lower down teams a bit of help and support to keep them around because i can't imagine that you know would the big teams just want to be playing each other week in week out is that all they want I don't think it's as much as that. I think the there was there was talk a couple of years ago where they wanted to. There was a couple of people who wanted to make the Premier League a closed shop, so it was going to be twenty clubs break away. They have their own sort of league where the Premier League is just the the same twenty clubs, and they just play each other year in and year out. Um, obviously, the main the main problem with that is obviously. The clubs in the championship then don't have anything to sort of play for. Strive for. Now, do you agree what the twenty clubs are? It's it's a bit weird, but who knows? Watch this space. I I imagine change will be coming, but what and when? You know, really knows. Okay. Anything else from the last... I mean, it doesn't sound like a lot's happened in the last week. Nothing I can think off the top of my head, really. Okay. There was some... Uh, there was some predicting to be done. Oh, yes, there was. Uh, <laughs> it all started last Friday night. Yes, Nottingham Forest, Derby County. Uh, yeah, so Nottingham took on uh, Derby. The uh, 
the score ended up being 1-1 on a piece. Uh, Taylor, I've got down here scoring for Forrest. Nobody picked him. Wagon for Derby. Nobody picked him. Um, we had a 2-1, a 2-0 and a 1-0 as scores. I think we can see where this is going, can't we? <laughs> yeah. No scores from that game whatsoever. Our next game. Where the scores really amp up. Cardiff City. Versus the Mighty Borough. This was a weird one. Because... This was the game where we all picked the same score. Um, really? Yeah. Uh, so that means we were all 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 one. Yeah, it was uh, it was a nil one. Everybody had the borough down for a goal, and they would have been correct, apart from the fact that Cardiff also scored, making it one one. I've got. Ojo for Cardiff. Correct. Tavernier. Getting his name. No. Savile. Yeah, it was a Tavernier corner. Mm. It was a George Savile header that was the goal. BBC needs to sort their uh, shit out. Um, so. Nobody got the score. Nobody picked it. Either of the possible people who might have, have scored that goal. Anybody keeping track? It's, uh... Yeah, it's no points. Uh, so, two games in. No points. Uh, also, because there was no points, that means that between the three of us... And six predictions we can't pick anything and that also means no monies no 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 that then brings us to last night the mighty borough boys up again getting out there getting it getting it done now then indeed for you watchers out there, for you listeners out there, it was 2-0 to the borough. And a couple of people on this here podcast correctly predicted that score. Uh, that would be your good self. And this gentleman, that's uh, for you listeners out there, that's Paul and me managed to pick 2-0. Uh, yeah, buddy. But this is where it takes a bit of a weird turn. Because James Panas did predict a Borough win. So still gets a point. Paul. Two goals. Correct. Who were those goals scored by? Well, the first was scored by a gentleman getting his first goal of the season. Captain Fantastic himself, British on Malonga. Two, two, two. Yeah, 
So that right there is the curveball of the uh, of the predictions. Who scored the second goal? Well, funny you should ask that, Andrew, but it was a gentleman also scoring his first goal of the season. And uh, I believe he goes by the name of DJ Ed Spence. It's interesting you should say that because uh, not only did you predict correctly the score, you also predicted one of the goal scorers. Mr. Panas also correctly predicted a goal scorer. I did not. So, scores on those doors. Three points for Mr. Williams, two points for Mr. Panas, two points for Mr. Cook. Pulling it back. Pulling it back. And at time of recording, mere moments ago, Luton Town went up against Nottingham Forest. Just the one apiece. So this is where, again, gets interesting. Um, both yourself and this guy predicted a variation of a draw. Definitely did. You went one way and I went the other. So you went 2-2 two, two, and I went 0-0. Nil, nil. Should have we should have known should have met in the middle we should have got we should have got PE to go uh, one one and we could we have split our, we should have split our difference yeah, exactly now the reason being is that going into that game we were on for the money we were on for the money just fell short um. Who scored? Uh, who who scored the goals in that game, Paul? Well, funny you should ask that, Andrew, because it was a very very uh, odd phenomena that happens in the football world where the goals were scored by the same gentleman, just one at each end. I'm so s- I'm still trying to calculate how that's working, but I can tell you this: somewhere out there. There's a guy sitting in his living room staring at his Skybet account going, I mean, I didn't think it was going to happen. <laughs> so, the Luton Town goal was scored by Glenn Ray. The Nottingham Forest goal was an own goal scored by Glenn Ray. Now then, spoilers... Uh, nobody picked that person to score unless the code name Shithouse. Well, I got was very close because <laughs> the, the reason why the reason why Shithouse himself, Nottingham Forest Ryan Yates, was celebrating is because he was the gentleman who went up for the header and put off Mr. Ray, and that's what caused him to put it into his own net. So, if you want to stick me down a little half point for the inadvertent assist, we can just keep it amongst ourselves, Andrew. We don't need to tell James. I mean, overall scores for the week is not going to matter, because uh, obviously you've won this week. Uh, You get a point for predicting a draw. I got a point for predicting a draw. Uh, I think what we can safely 
say here is uh, between me and you, we can pick a football game. Uh, James Panas probably needs to step up his game. Uh, no points for goal scorers. Uh, I don't see anybody predicting any own goals in that game. So, points for the first two games. Anybody that's keeping count, it's uh, nil across the board. Points for the second two games. Who would have thought it? James Panas coming in last. Just two points. This guy coming in second with three points. Mr. Williams taking an absolute winner. Four points. Unfortunately, as previously covered, no monies. No monies. But fear not, ladies and germs. What we've got here, written down in this here book, that you can't see if you're listening, but also can't see if you're watching on YouTube because it's off camera. Look, see. Um, so, I've got written down three games. So I can only presume that one of the Middlesbrough or the Forest aren't playing this week. You would think that, Andrew. That is, that is the initial thing that you would think. That is what you would think. But look closely and you will find both of those names on the same game. That's right. What we've got here is the mighty Middlesbrough going up against the once mighty Forest. Um, it's what's known in the business as the podcast derby. It is the podcast derby. I, like a good little host, have already furnished this book with many predictions, of which all of them are mine. Uh, Mr. PT doesn't answer his text messages. Panas has not done the same. So I believe what that allows us is that we get to make his predictions. Absolutely. 3 0 to Borough. <laughs> so, unfortunately, what we'll do is we'll leave his prediction as an open ended prediction. If he manages to text text either of us before Saturday... Before kick-off. We'll get it on for him. And we'll make it so that his bet is there. He's valid. It's, it's good to go. I mean, this what sounds... What I'd like, like to do is I'd like to make a small suggestion and a small tweak to this week's bet. Ooh. So, usually, what we do for the bet is we just do the two goal, the two games that each team has got over the course of the weekend excuse me, and do a double for the correct score. Mm -hmm. However, mm -hmm. as it is just the two teams playing against each other, there's just the one game, therefore just the one score. Mm -hmm. So, to make the odds slightly bigger, rather than picking the correct score, we'll do what's known as correct score cast, and we'll pick not only the score, but the player that will score the first goal. So, not only have you got to think about your prediction, if you've got goals, you'll need to think about which of the goal scorers will score first. Alright, alright, 
Alright, alright. True. <coughs> yes. What is your score prediction for the game? Two goals to nil to the Middlesbrough. Wow. All I would say is that tonight was Chris Hewitt's fourth game in charge of Crystal, uh, Crystal Palace. Nottingham Forest, they are yet to lose. They've also yet to go up against the Borough. This, this is also true. See. Of your two goal scorers, who do you believe will score first? So I've got two goal scorers written down. I'm actually going to give you the one I think is going to score first, which I've written down second. Go figure. Tavernier. I like it. I like it a lot. Obviously, I don't need. I don't need to tell you who my other goal scorer is. You don't need to tell me the second goal scorer, but I, I, I'd, I'd love it if you would, just for just for the whole, so we're all aware of what's going on. Obviously, Chuba. Come on. You may want to reselect that as. I don't know if it's been confirmed, but he may have. He may have the virus. No. I think he. They think he might have the virus. I thought you were going to say turf toe. Um. Right then, I'm putting down Brit. Yeah, I'd agree with that. But I do believe. Uh. Tav will score the first of those two fantastic goals. What are you going for? Um, Are you buying into Forrest being back? Well, obviously they had obviously they only drew tonight. One thing I did leave out of the uh, the details was that they, they had a men they had a man sent off in the first half. So they played the entirety of the second half with only ten men, and they still managed to get back to get a to get a draw or to get a point. So. I don't know. Um, I think Hewton's got him playing quite well. Might not be the prettiest football you'll ever see, but as we can see, it, it does tend to get him results. However, you would imagine they've got to lose at some point. Hmm. So... I will go two one borough. Mm. I'll go for Brick to score first. I'll go for Patrick Roberts to score the second borough goal. Mm -hmm. And I'll have Sammy Amiobi to score for Forest. Mm, good choice. So, from a bets perspective, hit me. Your Borough two 0 with Tavernier to score first is sixty to one. 
Okay. My Borough 2 1 with Brit to score first is 28 to 1. Oh, wow. Good odds. And then obviously Panas's bet will just come in when he decides to resurface. Could be any point, couldn't it? Could literally be any time, Andrew. Could literally be any time. One of those where normally I'd be like, so starting with Middlesbrough football, but in actual fact we're starting with both. So our next game for predictions purposes, Blackburn Rovers taking on the Borough. Now, as as a as an aside, this game live on Sky. Ooh, cheeky! As previously mentioned, I've already gone in on this. Uh, eh, screw it. Uh, I've gone for a, a, a nil-one to the Borough. Um, because of previous predictions, you know, I like to spread it out, apart from when I'm predicting Forrest get a goal, which, you know, I don't do that anymore. Um, I was I was dividing up my picks, so my, my goal scorer for this one, Britta Sombolonga. But I'm sticking with it. I reckon he's. Uh, I reckon if he's if he's getting one in the Forest game, might as well have another one in this. Absolutely. Game. Nil one. Sombolonga to score. Go. Yes. And your goal scorers are? Um, I will go Tavernier. And I feel it's coming. I feel a Sam Morsey goal. Okay. As already mentioned, we'll, we, we might get James's pick. At some point, if we're lucky. Speaking of James, let's talk about his team. And they're taking on Coventry City. Team recently put to the sword by the Borough. It's alright. Because off the back of that, they're going to come back to uh, beat Forest 1-0. And uh, <laughs> Walker will be scoring that goal. Forest, I like it. Like it. Yeah. See what I did there. I definitely knew that was a thing. However, Andrew, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to disagree with you on this one. Please do. I feel that Forest have. Uh, you think they're hitting their stride? That they're in their groove, uh, or they'll be in their groove. Obviously, they'll be fresh off the disappointment of a uh, a sound trumping. At the uh, at the river dance, and they'll want to they'll want to bounce back in style with a comprehensive three nil win against Coventry. I'm sorry, James, I didn't see you there. Yeah, three uh, nil at the start of the season. I can't remember whether I said this or not, but I had Coventry down to struggle, um, and 
so far I'm, I'm being proven correct as they've they've only won once and I think they've had a couple of pasting um, so I will say that Forest will get Forest will get three uh, and the three goals will be scored by Graben and no one else Knockout That's how that's spelled. Freeman. Gordon Freeman. Now you're going to tell me that you can't get bets that far in advance. can get the Borough game on, but I can't get the Forest game on. No. So if you can send me a little picture of the book. Absolutely. And I'll make sure I get them on before the game start next Tuesday push with so there we go that is uh, us well and truly predicted um, in fact no I'm not I'm not sending it to the group he doesn't deserve to see our picks I'm going to send it to you individually well it could sway as well couldn't it exactly it'd be like these guys these guys know how to pick a game look at the scores from last week I'm going to copy Beautiful. Um, there are no more games in my book. The next page is blank. The pen is clicked. So, all that's left would indeed be any other business. Do you, sir, have any other business? Andrew, I have nothing. I'm sure it's the Cubs as no surprise to anyone. I don't have anything. I saw, actually, no. A little tidbit for you. Saw a video yesterday. I think it was uh, on this day last year. And the, and the title of it was, uh, This One Still Hurts. Uh, don't, know, don't know the teams, don't know the players, don't know anything. Just saw, guy scores goal. Goalie, not impressed. Punches him in the uh, groinal area, and down he went. <laughs> it was like, ooh. I think it was. A, I think it was a, a mixture of he might have been like partially swinging, which he then sort of carried on with a closed fist. That uh, the, the, obviously the guy's scored the goal, so he's in forward motion. All of that, but yeah, down like a sack of spuds because he'd been hitting the sack of spuds. So, uh, so there you go, a little bit, of, little bit of something. Beautiful. Right. Well, uh, thank you for taking the time to join me. Uh, as for your, as for your counterpart, Jamesy, Jamesy, Jamesy. Right. Well, uh, hopefully, big money in the bank this week. Big monies, um, and some uh, and some juicy points. Absolutely. Get that machine that you press it and it shoots the money up. <laughs> right. Thank you very much. Bye bye, everybody. Bye bye. So there you go. What do you think of that? Not bad, was it? I think me and Paul managed to uh, hold our own. Well, Paul did. I was just there. But you know, still managed to bring great content to your ears and/or eyes. Speaking of eyes, uh, if you're a YouTube subscriber. Big thank you to you. If you're not, you could be. 
click of a button, and then uh, you'd be part of the crew, part of the crew helping us out to bring better, more podcasts to you. Everybody jump over to thecookiecast.com, check us out over there, various links for various things, you can get in touch with us, let us know how you're getting on. So that's it for this one, until next time I'm going to say bye, I'll see you then, bye.